the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know, you are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Lakeland, Tampa, and Brandon. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, and we also recently started a service in St. Pete, which currently meets once per month. It is an honor to speak to the listening audience of AM570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Christian Talk. Good morning, and why don't we begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we lay down our life for you and trust you, O Lord, for what you have done for us. Lord, we have seen the patterns in your word that you desire our trust. And so, Lord, this day, as we look at the word trust and as we, we think about your words in your scripture, O Lord, we are seeking, O Lord, more of you. We are seeking to trust you in a greater way. And we believe, O Lord, that as we trust you more, we will see greater signs, wonders, and miracles. So, Lord, pour out your Spirit upon us. Anoint this time that we have with you, and we bless you, thank you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, good morning, good morning. You know, two weeks ago, we talked about biblical values last week. We talked about my New Year's resolution. Remember what it was? Yeah, I want to trust God more. And this week, we'll continue the same subject, trusting God, because I believe this is something that as believers, we often gloss over. And I think that this is a, a very key area in our walk with the Lord. Before we begin, I just ask you again to consider a New Year's pledge or gift to our program, Keep Us on the Air. You can call our office at 813-831-5673 or hit the donate button on our website. Go to Heart of messiah.org and i'd love to hear from you as well um you can email me at rabbi at heart of messiah.org with questions or suggestions uh, or discussion points 
So let's go to our topic of what does it mean to trust God? Let's review a little. Uh, let's look at this. First, we have to start with defining faith because I believe trust is part of faith. And we said last week that faith, as we know from Hebrews 11.1, 1, is hope, uh, though the evidence is not seen. And, and so it's a very positive thing. And, and Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So then we talked about that faith, I believe, is made up of three different aspects. First of all, we have knowledge. And um, second, we believe based on the knowledge that we have, whether it's what people have told us or what we've read in Scripture, we then believe. And believing is, uh, you know, a uh, intellectual thing. We say, now we believe, yes. And then from there, we trust. Now, trusting is much stronger than believing. Trusting in God means that you make God number one, that you believe that he will make everything good even if circumstances don't look like it. Remember we talked last week uh, uh, about Joseph. And so that doesn't mean you check out of this world and say everything is up to God. No, God uses you and I. He uses people to accomplish his desires, and we're going to see that this week once again. We listen for his voice. We develop our values from his word. We act according to his desires and trust. Now, this is a key thing, I believe. Trust means to not be invested in our actions because God owns it all. Now, I'd like you to really consider this definition. Trust means that you're not invested. What that, what that means is when you're not invested, it means the results are up to God. The results are not up to you because God owns it all. So God is the only one who wins, <laughs> in a sense, because he's the only one who is invested He's invested in us. And we can't lose because it's all his. Now, if you had the understanding that we can't lose, then you would not get depressed or frustrated or jealous or fearful or impatient or angry because you realize that it's all God's. And we win when we serve God. And when we serve him well, we win even better. So, you know, these, these emotions that so often rule us, like sadness or guilt or envy or doubt, these are things that would not exist 
if we had complete trust in God. But as we grow in our trust in God, these things lessen. And God's um, great uh, fruits of the Spirit, they expand, they get better. So we are, as we trust God more, we love greater. We have greater joy. We have greater peace and patience. We have greater kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And then it says in, and of course I'm reading from Galatians 5, and now we're up to verse 24. Now those who belong to Messiah have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. It is hard to crucify your flesh without trusting in Yeshua. Who would, who would want to give up being in control? You know, when you feel trampled on, who would want to not get back at someone who hurt you or at least get what we would call justice? You know, think about this. In Philippians 4.4, 4, it says to rejoice always. And so that would be even in difficult situations. When you trust God, he will turn to good or use it for good, whatever is going on in your life. So when we say in Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord, the key is that we are focused and trusting in the Lord. That allows us to rejoice. In the parasha, and you remember what the parasha means, the portion for this week of the Torah reading comes from Exodus 1 to Exodus 6. And this is an amazing story. Obviously, it's the story, the beginning of Moses. Uh, and, and in this story, it's all about Moses learning to trust God. Obviously, in the beginning, as he was growing up, I'm not even sure he knew God, let alone trusted him. So God had to take him on a journey, and God is going to take you and I on a journey based on where you are. If you are open to God, it will be amazing how you will start trusting in him more if you follow him. So in Exodus one twenty-two, it says, But Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, you are to cast every son that is born into the river, but let every daughter live. Now, you know, the interesting thing about this, and, and this actually is not an area of, of trusting, but maybe a sidebar here, that Moses, uh, all the, the sons were to be thrown into the river. And the very thing that Pharaoh said was the very thing that saved Moses. <laughs> Don't you love how God works? Well, let's continue. So uh, God uses the decree of Pharaoh to save Moses. Exodus 2, 5, then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe while her maidens walked along by the riverside. 
there we are. When she saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her handmaiden to fetch it. When she opened it, she saw the child. Look, the boy was crying, so she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. Then his sisters said to Pharaoh's daughter, Should I go and call a nurse from the Hebrews to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter told her, Go. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse him for me, and I will pay you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. So uh, imagine all of this. Moses' mother trusted God and put him in the river. But you know, she trusted because she had no choice. She was scared that Moses would be found. I pray that we will not wait till we have no choice in order to trust God. God uses the sister of Moses to trust God to be there. When the daughter of Pharaoh found him and gives the child to find uh, a Hebrew and to take care of Moses, Moses' mother's trust in God it brings, in a sense, Moses back to her, which is an amazing uh, part of this lesson. Now, Moses' Moses's first lesson in trust really comes when he's out of Egypt. Here he is in chapter 3, verse 2, in front of this burning bush. And in verse 2, then the angel of Adonai appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. So he looked and saw the bush burning with fire, yet it was not consumed. Moses thought, I will go now and see this great sight. Why is the bush not burnt? When Adonai saw that he turned to look, he called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. So he answered, Hineni. Then he said, Come no closer. Take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now, I, I pray that our listening audience is beyond where Moses was at this point. I don't think Moses knew about God hardly at all. And so, in a sense, God introduced himself to Moses, obviously, in a miraculous way. And Moses was scared because he, he just didn't know really, um, I mean, how do you, how can you look? How, he just was accosted, in a sense, by an awesome God. And, and so he was scared, naturally. And God said to him, I have chosen you. Bring my children out of Egypt. I am who I am. And in Exodus 4.1, Moses said, But look, they'll not believe me. They will say, Adonai hasn't appeared to you. So God gave him more signs. Remember, the staff becomes a serpent and then turns back to a staff, and the hand becomes white and less leprous and then turns back and Exodus 4.10, but Moses said, Adonai, I'm not a man of words, not yesterday, nor the day before, nor since you have spoken to your servant, because I have a slow mouth and a heavy tongue. 
And how many of us are like that? We do not feel qualified to serve God, to represent God. But this is also a matter of trust, that God can choose you and I to represent him is a matter of trusting God. It is not necessarily what people do. They don't always encourage us. They don't always have faith in us. But God does, and so he's made you, and he wants you to be part of his kingdom. So Adonai says to Moses, who made man's mouth? Or who makes a man mute or deaf, seen or blind? Is it not I, Adonai? Now go, I will be with your mouth and teach you what to say. In other words, in every situation, whatever, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, I am going to take that situation and work it for good, right? So then uh, Moses <laughs> hasn't quite learned yet. Uh, he says, uh, please, please send it by another hand. Uh, verse 14, then the anger of Adonai was kindled against Moses. So he said, in fact, Aaron the Levite is your brother. I know he can speak well. Moreover, he is on his way to meet you. When he sees you, he'll be glad in his heart. You are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be your mouth and with his and teach you what to do. So Moses still didn't trust. Uh, God is saying, look, I'm sending you on this journey, and because you can't handle this alone, I'm bringing your brother, and the, I'll teach the two of you. And look, God didn't give up on Moses, even though he was irritated at Moses. And Moses certainly didn't give up on God, even though th there was not a trust yet built up. In Exodus 4.29, Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of B'nai Yisrael, of the children of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that Adonai had spoken to Moses. So we see here, when they get to Egypt, M Moses isn't speaking yet. Aaron is speaking for Moses to the people. And we see in Exodus 5.1 that Moses and Aaron went and said to Pharaoh, this is what Adonai says. So finally, in verse 22 of chapter 5, it says, So Moses returned to Adonai and said, Adonai, why have you brought evil on this people? And so it's funny. Moses had no problem talking to God, but he had a great problem speaking to Pharaoh. It wasn't until Exodus 8, 4 and 5 that Moses, we hear, speaks to Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, pray to Adonai that he would take the frogs away from me and from my people. Then I will let the people go so they may sacrifice to Adonai. Moses answered Pharaoh, Boast after me after I pray for you. Well, this sounds like a whole new Moses, right? Finally, after talking with God long enough and seeing God working, Moses gets it. And so he says to Pharaoh, When am I to pray for you, your servants and your people, that the frogs would be cut off from you and your houses and remain only in the Nile? So this is Moses speaking to Pharaoh. 
And we know how Moses became a man who trusted God. You and I need to do the same thing. Look, Scripture says very clearly in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord, trust in Adonai with all your heart. What does it mean with all your heart? And I think it's further defined in the next part of this verse. Lean not on your own understanding. Whoa, that's the exact opposite of how you and I were brought up. We were brought up by our family and by our friends and by our teachers to lean on our understanding. But God is saying, put him to the test. Don't lean on your own understanding, but lean on the understanding of God. Do you believe this? Trusting means to not rely really on your own common sense. This requires you to constantly inquire about God. When you start feeling good about yourself and your decisions, be concerned. Because oftentimes, if not all the time, it's our flesh taking over. Like most sin, it's fine in the beginning. You feel like you can handle this. In fact, you're on top of the world. Things are going great. You even thank the Lord for giving you wisdom. However, remember that even the wisest man in the world, King Solomon, didn't have a happy ending. So he must have made some wrong decisions along the way. And I believe he stopped trusting in God. He trusted in riches. He became filled with everyone's awe for him. So look back to Proverbs 3. In verse 6, it says, In all your ways, in everything you do, in your speech, in your actions, in everything, acknowledge God. So you have to have a mind that is filled with God at all times. God has to be the beginning, the middle, and the end for you. And then it's he promises in this verse that he will make your path straight. Now, that doesn't mean it'll be the way you want it, but look, be careful. Even here, the enemy seeks to attack us. You know that those people who say it's all God, it's all the time, sometimes you feel that they're being fake. But regardless of other people and what it looks like to you, God looks at the heart. He's looking at your heart. And the question is, is your relationship with God ongoing, continuously, through the day. There should be no time where you put God on the shelf. In verse 7, it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Look, there's more to this scripture. We don't really have time. Uh, I'd like to talk a little more about it uh, next week, right? Okay, because we're out of time, but I would like you to consider giving that New Year's pledge or gift to help us stay on the radio. You can call our office at 813-831-5673 or hit the donate button on our website, heartofmessiah.org. If you'd like to ask questions, um, 
whatever, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. You know, this year of 2015 is going to be a great year, an excellent year for growth. So let's do this together. Let's go on this journey so that we can trust God and really know the heart of Messiah. So my prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that we would grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let us close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.